This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to episode number 74 of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Gingrich. And today we're going to be talking about the different ways that you can do business as a director of operations. And when I started this certification four years ago, I created all of the content based off of the one way that I was doing business then, which was in the one-to-one retainer model. And that's exactly how I built this entire thing. I went into it thinking that this is exactly the way that other people would want to build a business. And as I have gotten more and more people coming through, now we are at about 120 gals that have come through the certification. They continuously show me new ways, more creative ways that they can do business as a director of operations while leveraging the content that I have created for them. So this is the massive benefit of having a mastermind or a hive mind or whatever it is that you call it, because when people come together around a common interest, creativity will naturally happen. So yes, I thought that the retainer model was going to be the model for everybody, but what I'm learning is that they can take these techniques, this education, and this training and turn it into something that fits them. So over the last 120 people that have come through, I have been critically looking. You guys probably know I'm a little bit of a data nerd. I pull lots and lots of data together to make sure that my program continues to get better, stronger, more comprehensive without watering down some of the frameworks that have been tried and true from corporate to today and in all the small businesses that I have supported. So I wanted to show you guys today the four primary ways that directors of operations set up their businesses once they are done with the certification process. And before we get there, if you're listening to this and you've just been really curious about what the Director of Operations Certification Program is, I would love for you to check it out at theopsauthority.com forward slash get dash certified. We're going to be beginning another group here at the very beginning of 2021. So if this is your time, if you're ready to rock and roll, I want to invite you to go ahead and fill out, complete that application so that we can hold your spot. But this may be one of the topics that you need to hear before you finally say yes to yourself. And today I'm going to talk about the four primary ways that directors of operations are setting up their business, but I want to show you and tell you that we have 22 ways that we have documented, different ways that people are using this content in their own business to fit their lives. So you're not going to be short on options when you're coming through the program. 
As we get to know each and every single person who comes through the certification, we've been learning about the different things and the different criteria that we're interested in and how important those things are. So we've created this very, very fancy quiz, and it's exclusive to our group because it's really customized. But we're looking at things like how important is income? How much do you enjoy marketing? Do you like leading people? Do you like leading teams? How long do you like to be in relationship with people? Is it a short relationship, like a project base, or do you like being with them and you have intentions of supporting them for a long time? How risk avert are you? Do you are you okay taking risk? How available are you to work? There's about 14 different questions that we're looking at. And as you guys have heard me talk about in the past, Colby is another piece that I am looking at, primarily in that quick start piece. So we look at all of those. We ask them to rate how what their level of importance is with all of those criteria. And the output is we're going to help them identify which path is right for them specific to their circumstance. And the four different ways that I'm going to discuss with you today are the retainer model, a project-based model, an agency model, and a product model. Starting at the top, which is how I introduced this podcast, is the retainer model. If somebody is looking for consistent income for where they are in their life today, they need consistent income. They're not looking at incurring a lot of risk. They don't have a lot of extra money to play into the marketing side. And maybe they're just straight up don't really enjoy the marketing or they have some resistance to it right now. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be resistant to it, but the retainer model works really, really well. And I would say that 70% of the people that come through our certification This is where they're going to start their journey. This is going to allow them to get a ton of practical experience so that they can determine later on if they want to do something else. But this is exactly my path. So it's the one that I'm the most passionate about. But I also know that it completes the biggest need and gap that the ladies that come through the certification have. So the retainer model means that you're serving in a business probably up to two or three businesses. Once you get to four, it gets really, really chaotic. It means that you're serving in a fractional, a part-time, or even up to a full-time capacity inside of these businesses. So you identify where your avatar is. And if it fits you to go full-time with somebody, you're going to have the least amount of risk and likely the greatest amount of income with the least amount of complexity. (laughs) That was a mouthful. But Going full-time in the right size business can be a big, big blessing to a lot of people. I did that for a short time as well, and it was so fulfilling. I learned more during that time than any other time. Part-time is clearly, you know, about 20 to 30 hours a week. And then fractional, this may be a term that is new to you, but fractional is about, think about a pie. And if you cut it into fractions, or let's just say four pieces, you're going to be spending a fourth of your time in that person's business. And so you're not going to be able to go as deep, but it is appropriate for lots of businesses who are not at the seven-figure mark. And that number is just, it's one of those anchor numbers out there. So I'm not going to say that a six-figure business cannot have somebody in a fractional capacity, but by and large, That's a good general rule of thumb. 
So a retainer model brings you consistent revenue. So you're going to be making anywhere from $2,500 to $8,000 every single month as a retainer in a business overseeing the operations, leading the project management, leading the operational strategy, and overseeing team members. This is the beginning of an executive strategic partnership inside of a business. So if you love being the right hand in a business, this retainer option is a beautiful, comforting, safe option for you. The second way that we're going to talk about today is project-based. Project-based means that you love project management, income is going to be good. You don't mind marketing because if you've got shorter term relationships, project-based relationships, that means that you're going to need to be marketing more regularly versus that retainer model in which once you get settled, you're not really going to be needing to look around and having a lot of coffee chats or paying for Facebook ads or anything like that because you're going to have that consistency. Once we move into that project model where you're going to need more volume because the projects are the scope is going to change. Some are going to be big, some are going to be small or quick. You're going to want to make sure that you're getting in front of them. If you're going to choose the project model, you need to make sure that you love leading teams. You're also going to want to make sure that you love creating systems and processes because that's going to be required of you. The great thing about a project model is it can fit you and meet you where you are. If you have project management experience, and if you've got that project management acumen from corporate or from a previous job and career experience, then you're going to have authority in the project management space. And here's something to think and to ask yourself. If you're someone who doesn't really like sticking, you like variety, you don't really like sticking around in in a business for a really long time, then I would encourage you to look at this project based model. The one thing I would caution you on is the fact that you're going to be spending time, money, and energy into marketing more so than you'll ever have to do in the retainer model. You're going to be spending more time, money, and energy in drumming up business in the project space, much more so than you would in that retainer model we spoke about earlier. Now, the third way that a director of operations can set up business is an agency model. And I see lots of people who come to me from the VA and OBM space who have been curious about how to work with more clients without working more hours. One way to solve that problem or to solve that gap or need is to create an agency. And there are so many different ways that the gals that have come through the director of operations program have built agencies. But one of them is that the director of operations is just that. She's the director of operations. And I liken that to an account executive. And then they use the people that are on their team to be the implementers in the business. That is one way. There's so many different ways to set this up. You can have project managers, you can have account executives and account managers, lots of different ways to do this. But here are the business implications of having an agency. You're definitely going to want to feel really comfortable with marketing. You're going to want to be not only will you or should you enjoy leading teams, but managing teams and really providing 
feedback on a consistent basis because you're not only going to have your feedback to give them as their leader, but you're also going to have to give them a hard feedback and growth feedback from the leader, the person that's paying you as the agency owner. And so developing your team has got to be a big focus and your passion for growth and for people growth is going to need to be there as well. Another thing that people forget about agencies is the fact that you have multiplied the number of people that you're talking to. If you remember back to the retainer model, I said two to four clients is about max for you. Well, when we get into the agency model, clearly our goal is to duplicate or multiply the number of relationships that you're managing, the number of clients that you have. So now if you multiply that to four, to eight, to 12, to 20, This really means that you are the account executive to up to 20 different accounts. So your availability to work is actually going to need to be quite high, which is quite different than the impression that is typically given. So I would caution you there that you're going to need to be available for marketing. You're going to need to have a passion for growth and developing talent. You're also going to need to be available for your clients or be very cognizant of that as you're structuring out the business. This model can be extremely lucrative, so I don't want to discount the amazingness behind it. But like always, I'm going to be quite transparent with the things that you need to hear. I would also say one last thing about the agency model, and I I pretty much stress this, but you're going to need to be that consummate leader and strategist for these businesses, because you're going to have to manage up and down at the same time. After these directors of operations have been serving in this capacity for about one to two years, they're coming back to me with creative ideas. And one of those not as creative is the fact that they are done with hustling for marketing. The marketing is hard for them. Remember, we're natural born operators. And so they come back to me saying, you know what, I just want a full-time retainer opportunity or an employee opportunity inside of a business. That's one way. The other is this product. So they've been in people's businesses. They are seeing what's out there. They're learning. They're becoming more and more aware of the needs and they're seeing what their zone looks like. And so I'm going to talk about one of our certified directors of operations came through in the very first round, Teresa Beretta. After serving in the DOO capacity for several years, she was able to reflect and see where her real zone was. And I would say she came back with two massive zones, the ability to create processes and systems in a business, and secondarily, the customer and client experience. Those are her sweet spots. And so what she chose to do is take this DOO experience and niche it down even further to focus on systems. So now she has created a membership, which is incredible, but she has created a membership for SOPs. And I was recently in there as the SOP Success Lab. I will leave a link in the show notes for you guys to go check that out. It is incredible. I go in there all the time. I bought a lifetime access pass because it is that great. And it's so nice to be able to have a place to go and find random comprehensive processes that allow me to move faster in my business. But this is a great example of how she started as a retainer DOO, really scaled up and niched down into having her zone of genius in this product space. So 
that is another opportunity for you. I would say that it takes some time to get to this point. I wouldn't encourage a lot of people to just bust out of the director of operations path without serving in that retainer or project base for a while before they find their passion. What is their zone within a zone? Obviously, anytime you're going to be mass marketing, you're going to need to have some specialty or at least be able to have the income to partner with somebody to help you in the marketing side of this product. You're going to need lots of eyes to create a few sales. And so marketing has to be one of the things that you love the most. Gaining visibility is key, clearly, when you need a lot of volume to sell a product. The other thing is you may need some income, some additional revenue to be able to pour back into this. So I know when I was doing this for myself, I was serving as a retainer DOO for two businesses. I used to serve for three, but I had started to make enough money to where I could pull back some of that revenue, put it back into the business so that I could start spending that additional revenue on marketing so that I could build my audience. And it really took me to reinvest because I didn't have a line of credit or anything like that. Now, there's so many different ways that you can do this, but that was the way, the gentle way that I transitioned into a product-based business. So ladies, I hope that this is helpful. These are the four different ways that you can build a director of operations business or a business leveraging the director of operations skills and frameworks that we go over in our certification. So As you guys know, with every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an Ops Activity of the Week. And this one, I would like for you to come into our private Facebook group, theopsinsiders.com. That's going to get you inside of our group. If you look for our thread on episode number 74, I would like for you to tell me in one year, what kind of business do you want? Are you looking at a retainer business? a project business, an agency business, or a product-based business. I look forward to seeing what you guys have to say and catching you in our Facebook group, theopsinsiders.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and I'll see y'all real soon. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.